You're listening to episode number 262 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email. We're at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Don't forget, ZorkFest 2018 is Friday through Sunday, May 25th through and including my birthday, May 27th, at Treasure <laughs> Island, just before the start of 360 Vegas Vacation 6. I am the glue that keeps everything together. You can learn more about the loyalty program so that you can get better comps while simultaneously being entertained. Register to attend ZorkFest 2018 at ZorkFest.com and use the promo code ZORK360 you'll receive $10 off the price of admission. 360 Vegas vacation details are available there as well, or you can go to 360vegaspodcast.com. Is that right? 360 Vegas podcast? Yeah, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Hello! Tony! Hi, Karen! Hi, Tony! How you know, are you? It's, it's apropos how excited I was about Tony's return to the show, and I'm reminded... <laughs> Precisely the time that uh, that we're supposed to start. Yeah. That, that, oh, I'm, I'm like, gonna be 20 minutes late. Oh fuck, that's right. What what comes as as part of this glorious parcel of awesome right here is the the necessary <laughs> task of herding cats. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Hey, this cat was herded and ready to go. But, but that's the thing about herding cats. It's easy to herd one. <laughs> you can back them into a corner and be like, all right, I got all you now. <laughs> you get two, and all of a sudden, yeah, it's it's like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, it's you think you got it. It's you like trying it. to hold water in your hand. It just, it, it just it keeps sliding out. You know, It's not going to not gonna work. <laughs> Good analogy. Hi, Good Tony. analogy. How are you? I am well. I am well. It is nice to be back. I am... Um, I enjoyed the opportunity to make just sick money at an hourly rate for the overtime that I was paid to do. Very, very easiest, uh, easiest. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> how by the many way, beverages in are you? Coming a little hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be good. <laughs> it will be. This this show is gonna be an hour and forty five minutes, and we have two pages worth of notes. Nice. Um, no, uh, so I, I don't know if I how. Uh, detailed I went with you, Mark, in the text message, but Karen, I'll tell you. So you may have heard that Flint had this, oh, 
tiny little <laughs> lead problem going on, right? Yeah, I remember hearing something about it. It, it seemed like it might have been a little bit of a big deal, you know. And so what's been done is, I, I'm going to get lost in the weeds here, but I'm going to try to make, you know, an hour story two minutes, which okay. is to say that it's well known, it's been well documented that they switched from taking water that was coming from the Detroit area. Right. And they were instead using a river that was running right through the Flint area and they weren't properly treating it. And so what was happening was because the water wasn't properly treated, it was leaching lead out of the pipes that were, you know, that are, yeah, that are it, in the just overall Flint area. Right. Basically caused the pipes to corrode and all of the lead that was in the pipes then went into the water. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. And so what's, you know, they've gone back to the old uh, water source, but in the meantime, while they've been allowing just time to have water work its way through the pipes, they've put pure water, and by pure, I mean the P-U-R with the little line over the U. I mean, just oh. like a Brita filter, but <laughs> right. it's the, the pure right. filter. Yeah. And so they're on all of these uh, faucets in Flint, but to ensure that the you know, children of Flint aren't drinking lead water. The Department of Environmental Quality has been going through and doing water testing, and they've brought in my department, which is uh, licensing and regulatory affairs. And you say, well, I don't understand, Tony. I get why Department of Environmental Quality would be there. Why are we bringing in licensing and regulatory affairs? Great question. It we wanted the same question. thing. And the answer is, well, you license the plumbers, so why not have the plumbing division for the state of Michigan go in and work with the water? And we're like, well, you understand plumbers only put in pipes, right? Like, they're not that yeah. Speaking of, have you heard of the new Netflix series, Flint Town? I've heard fascinating things about it, and they only just tangentially test, uh, touch on the lead aspect most of it is apparently the the police and fire aspect of it yeah it, it's basically on how how broke flint is and how the the police it's focused on the police department several of the officers and the change in the chief and the new mayor coming in and shaking it up but yeah it, it starts off with talking about the water thing but then it goes into more the, the whole town it's a fascinating it, it mark got me into it it's actually it's a fascinating series so. i will i will add it to the uh to the to the watch list because that sounds I've, like i said it's you know it, it kind of made some rumblings in our bureau right but um to hear it from you know outsiders you know people from tennessee that's well that's you also have to remember i'm from michigan originally so that's true right so you have a connection i get it all right we're, we're gonna be here forever so if two things i want to hit before we start rolling into the show is 360 vegas casino ambiance i want to know was it everything you hoped it would be people have been asking for that thing forever and I, I went through and made the effort to fine tune so it's 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 quality casino ambiance. <laughs> were you like, oh my god, this is amazing, or were you like, huh, it's not really as cool as I thought it was gonna be? <laughs> In which case, keep it to your fucking self. I was gonna say, if it wasn't, if you're just like, huh, lie to him and right. say, no, it was the best ever, Mark. Tell me what we want to hear. Right. <laughs> and uh, the last thing. ETBD experience for fuck's sake it was it was Scott from Vital Vegas I made the mistake of skimming a tweet how dare I skim a tweet and oh and he was mad at you too he called you out on that I, right as soon as we saw hey, him hey buddy how you doing hey what's up with this 
Like, all right, all right, I was wrong. It isn't going to be the first thing that I say I was wrong oh, it's, about. No, you're really good at saying you're wrong, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's called a successful <laughs> relationship with this woman. But uh, there you go. There you go. Let's do a show. We got a hell of a one. I love it. Uh, he's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The original Eiffel Tower is made of wrought iron. The one at Paris Hotel and Casino is made from welded steel and is structurally stronger. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. Wrought iron. That's actually kind of fascinating. Is that is that kind of the, the like the sh- the pans that look that you have that look shitty? No, that's cast iron. Okay, cast iron. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They look like they're all fat, like going, "Oh, this is better." I'm like, "Oh, it looks like a piece of shit." It looks like they didn't finish making it. <laughs> That's the best part. We're going to go to Paris just to go up the Eiffel Tower and be like, do you know how dangerous this is? <laughs> right. This is a death trap. <laughs> so, well, this so isn't I, nearly as good as the one in so fucking no, Vegas. So wrought iron is like the um, what our, our fence around our pool is made out of. That's uh, wrought iron. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. It is. And that's why I, I find... Getting into your backyard is safer than being in the actual Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the fence harder. around the pool is designed to keep people out, not not to that's support shock. a shitload of weight. <laughs> you know that. You know that's what I meant. <laughs> By the way, I would like to thank uh, Phil, Dr. Phil States and his dad's hat rye whiskey uh, for sponsoring tonight's uh, blood alcohol content. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Next up is the Twit Pick of the Week. It's truly remarkable what Fremont East has evolved itself into. Especially when you consider there was a time when the Fremont East signage was best used to warn pedestrians who may have accidentally wandered too far off the beaten path and almost into certain mugging. Today, it's charming. Densely populated with a variety of quality food options and bars, El Cortez is no longer the finish line to safety, but a classic Vegas experience. And you know it's true. The repurposed neon enhances the atmosphere now instead of just providing additional exterior lighting to help witnesses identify assailants for later lineup recollection. Say what you will about the cult-like atmosphere at Zappos. They did what no one could before them. Make Fremont East not only a safe place to visit, but a place people want to visit. Thank you at El Cortez LV for reminding us. That's a great monologue. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very specific story, I, I'm sure we've told it before, where when in, in the early eagerness of my, my Vegas love, I told Karen she had to come see the El Cortez. And I told her, I said, but, but okay, so I, I did this last night, and, and you got to do one thing, and you just got to trust me on this, is I need you to look pissed. I need you to look enraged, <laughs> and I need you to walk fast especially if someone says anything to you. <laughs> and, and sure enough, as, as we were uh, on our way to El Cortez, it was like, hey, hey. I'm like, keep going. Go, go. We're, we're fucking angry. We're going to kill each other. Go. <laughs> Just get, get inside. Get inside and we'll be safe. Yeah, it, it's very different from that point in time. And I remember the first time we were down there, I, I think initially, because wasn't that the first time we were actually down on Fremont? I think so. And I, looking at Fremont, I was like, okay. Why are we here? I mean, it wasn't other, it wasn't the party atmosphere it is today. No, and and it was great that the uh, the casinos were so close together. But I was just kind of like, ew. Like I had that. I don't want to touch anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. 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 But yeah, then you're like, well, we gotta go to El Cortez, and I'm like, really, you're gonna drag me all the way down there? And when he's like, okay, look mad, 
run down. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Where are we going? And yeah, to see where it's at now is it's just it's awesome. It's a fun. And we'll actually talk about here. We will. Yes, I know. I, and, and that was something else that it was it was very fitting that this week's winner is this week's winner because I it obviously wasn't planned, but it uh, it's fitting. Let me just say that. <laughs> well, you know what else is fitting? The fact that we link this photo to our blog, we feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. So, there was a 360 Vegas ski trip that literally no one was invited to. Yeah, uh, it's, it, was, it was kind of like 360. Hey, Vegas is fun for us. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Right, I know. It, it was 360 Vegas in the sense that Karen says, yeah, at 360 Vegas said that too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, and I can't believe it took us this long to do it. As much as we've talked about how much we enjoy skiing, snowboarding. So, we spoke about how... You know, we, we had our earlier trip in the year when we went to Colorado. And being in Memphis, you're the closest mountain you have or a hill or anything is six hours away. So day trip isn't even an option. So when we went to Colorado, we were way out of our physical skill set at we, that we at were that out of, We were not in ski and snowboard shape. We were way, shape. way out of it. The mountain was too big for our skills. However, we got a tiny taste of it, and it had been so long and with some of the you know the the issues i've i've discussed with the medication and whatnot and the new job and karen has expressed the same issues that it it was a serene and yet um we realized how much we missed it and how much it helped our own sanity yes so we we were like fuck we've got to do this one more time like i can't like i know it was dangerous for us to ride any any more than we did in colorado but it was like, fuck, we have to do this before the season's over. So we started looking at, at mountains that we could go to. Well, and didn't Christina tell you about this? Well, I had known about it for quite some time. And I started looking at mountains that would still be open later in March or into April or whatever. And, and the problem is, is any mountain that is, is traditionally open much later are usually in places where they have real mountains. Right. That's true. So that was the fear that... You know, the later in the season you got, while yeah, the opportunity would be there, you'd still be putting yourself in the same situation where it's just it's just a mountain far beyond what you you have the ability to ride at that point. So we ended up checking out Lee Canyon, which is only an hour hour and a half from the strip. Right. That is fucking magical. That yes. is amazing. Not only is it a really fun, great mountain to ride it is the perfect sort of mountain for someone who is a casual skier the kind of person that only goes once a year twice yep. a year or something and and on top of what a phenomenal mountain it is to to ride and we only got to ride half of it because it was late in the season and the half we got to ride was amazing yeah beyond that while it was 30 degrees up in the mountain as we was we were snowboarding, yep. in the afternoon, evening, you would head to the Strip. It's 30 degrees warmer. Yeah. So it was like low 30s up on the mountain. And by the time, you know, you drive down and your ears pop on the way down, then it's like 60, like low 60s on the Strip, which 
was fantastic. Yeah. And, and the only reason, now we ended up staying at a place called um, a Resort Mount. at Mount Charleston. Right. And the only reason we did that, for one, it was, it was the closest resort to Lee Canyon. But for two, we made the mistake of selecting the, <laughs> the weekend, weekend that was the trifecta of fucking awful in Las Vegas, which is March Madness. First weekend of March Madness. A yeah. weekend in general. Right. The Saturday and night. And St. Patty's Day. And St. Patrick's Day. So how were those room rates? Holy shit. We, yeah, we were looking at, at rooms that were, uh, I, I believe we saw a rate at, what was it, the... the Oh, oh, it was four queens. That was $330 a night. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, just shit that you're like, oh, oh yeah, oh, hey, let's go to Fremont tomorrow. How much is it? $40. Yay. I'm like, oh, no, $320 for tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? And that was everywhere. I don't think there was anything cheaper. So, number one, a lot of the properties were sold out on Fremont. I can't even imagine what they were like on the Strip. And then number two, because we didn't even look at the Strip. Well, I don't think we did. But then number two, there was nothing cheaper than $250 a night. On Fremont. Yeah, it, it was it was it was wild. So, regardless, we had the opportunity to to experience that that whole situation. But I cannot recommend it enough. Lee Canyon, phenomenal, phenomenal. Well, and I will say this: it is not so for people that are avid avid skiers and snowboarders. It's a hill. Yeah. It, it is not a big mountain. If yeah. you're looking for exactly the miles and mile long runs, and you know, it's not that. Nope. But it was such a cute little, the food, oh my goodness, the little restaurant thing they had there was phenomenal. But the, it's just a great little, you know, warm up, get your legs under you, work some muscles that you haven't done for a while, and it's a break. And there, and, and, this sounds, might sound scary to some people, there was literally zero cell phone reception <laughs> as you're driving up to the mountain. So for me, as somebody whose work harasses them constantly, not, I, I didn't have to lie when I said, oh, sorry, I didn't have reception. I really didn't. There was no way they could get a hold of me. It was awesome. It was so peaceful and so quiet and so different than the experience of being on the Strip. That it, For me, it was like a little, like the little light shone down from heaven saying, this is Nirvana. You can have a Vegas vacation <laughs> and you can ski. What more do you want? Yeah. So it was so, awesome. So, yeah. So we did other things while we were there, like. For instance, we ended up uh, staying. Uh, for the record, if you ever need to park when you're down on Fremont, the safest place, because one of the problems we had is we landed at a time that it didn't make any sense to go all the way to the resort and then come back to, to the Strip. And it was just about dinner time by the time we landed. But the problem is you literally have thousands of dollars worth of equipment in the back of your car, and right. then you're going to go park downtown. We learned from those savvy enough to uh, give such information. Thank you, Vital Vegas. Yes, that uh, the most secure parking is literally at the Fremont Street Experience. All you got to do is look it up as parking at Fremont Street Experience. They have people on bicycles that constantly monitor the parking right. in that area. So, and, and I thought the prices were pretty reasonable. So anyway, we ended up going to Pizza Rock, where we ended up meeting up with Vital Vegas, and we had the whole ETBD credit situation. <laughs> and then we ended up uh, just playing some blackjack at Binion's, and for the first time ever, saw a number 16 seed beat a number one seed in uh, NCAA tournament history. That, that's a sports ball reference. Which did get, which did, I, I said this at the time, and it, I found it interesting that when, when we first sat down, I was annoyed that people were watching the game because I wanted to play blackjack. And, and people get distracted and be like, would you fucking pay attention to your fucking hand? And, and then, then as you this, started Yeah, and it. then as this starts happening, I'm watching the game, and they're like, it's your turn. I'm like, what? 
I don't. What is it? Hit. I don't give a fuck. Go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, that that was our, our first night. Second night, we ended up checking out Santa Fe Station. Uh, one of the local casinos is really just the, the closest one to the, the resort that we were at. It had a really great steakhouse. It did have a really good steakhouse. I know. It was it was a nice surprise. And pitch blackjack. And pitch blackjack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After that, did more Lee Canyon, then went back to Fremont, and we decided, because there was actually a decent deal, and it didn't really make sense as early as we had to get up. We had an early flight leaving Monday morning, and so it would have been about an hour farther out if we would have stayed at the Mount Charleston Resort Sunday night, because we were leaving on Monday, so we did actually find a decent room rate at El Cortez on Sunday night. And we got in, we tried to time it so it was at three, but we got in there slightly early, and uh, couple that with it's sunday everyone is leaving for march madness right. and all of them nobody's now, leaving early well and, and el cortez <laughs> I, most people might, might not know this while some resorts have uh, 10 o'clock checkout some will give you 11 el cortez is new new yeah and they're like everyone left like we were sold the fuck out and Everyone left at noon. <laughs> or at 12.30. There were some people that were a little late. So they were like, yeah, we, we can't clean every single room. In a three-hour period. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so we ended up getting... Well, I, and it was funny because when we checked in, because we were, we were booked for a tower room. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when we checked in, it's like we had all of our stuff. And it's like, look, I, I just want to... Because we skied that morning, so I desperately needed a shower. And it was just like, look, uh, we'll take whatever you have available. And she's like, well, I am limited to clean rooms. I'm like, okay, yes, obviously. <laughs> and it was funny because... You're like, not funny, lady. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was nice, though, but she wasn't funny. Yeah. And I, we had heard her tell the guy that she checked in ahead of us that it was going to be a little while and he could check his bags, you know, with the uh, at the bell station or bell desk. And uh, so when we got up there and I'm like, look, I'll just take whatever. I don't know if, if she took pity on us or liked mm-hmm. us or whatever, but she basically upgraded us to a cabana suite. Cabana suite, yeah. Across the street. Yeah. Which, Which even she said, she's like, that's kind of like the king of upgrades. For, well, for or El Cortez. Yeah. But it, uh, now, now here, the first thing I didn't like about it is it's not actually inside El Cortez. It's across the street. Yeah. But, I mean, when I say it's across the street, it's like across a two-lane street, you know, three-lane street. Like, it was Tony, nothing. Have you, have you stayed down at El Cortez before? No. However, I've had the opportunity to check it out because <clears throat> Jason from my podcasting partner at Vice Lounge Online has had a room there. Oh, okay. So I know exactly of what you speak. It is it is right there. And frankly, my understanding of what the standard traditional cabana room is, it's worth the extra $7.50 a night to upgrade to the cabana suite. It was, it was a nice. huge room. Yeah, it was a huge room. It was huge. It was really, really nice. And not just... Not just a large room, like it had modern amenities. Like that bathroom was. The awesome. bathroom was great. The one, the one downside, and this is my issue with most hotel rooms, is it had the little wall AC heat oh, unit. Oh, it's so that old. Right. It, you just can't get it. Oh, but you have to talk about how fucking clever this one thing that they did was. So one of the things I, when I walk into a room, as we've all talked about before, you go straight to the window. I want to see the view. Oh, right. And one of the things that we noticed is that it was frosted. You you, you couldn't really see you. Except for. Except like, I don't know. So the window would probably, and I'm, I'm trying to gauge by my height. The window. I would say a quarter. Probably a quarter. seven, uh, like the top of the window was maybe seven feet tall. It had high ceilings yeah. in the room. But it was only like the, the top foot maybe of the window wasn't frosted. Yeah. Everything else down was. And so, and now I'm I'm not tall, but I'm taller than Karen. Oh, so it can't be that tall. And That's w- right, w- you could see. Was e- was able to see over the frosting <laughs> to realize the reason they frosted it 
is because they have the view is nothing but abandoned buildings well, that we are were boarded on the up. Floor. And, yeah, yeah, it was bad, man. But it was such a clever thing because if I couldn't see unless anything. you made the effort, you would never know that there's literally nothing but graffiti slums on the other side of that window. <laughs> but no, the, the, the room was big. The bed was actually comfortable. My only complaint about it was the, like I said, the, the heater AC unit is one of those little wall things that I just, I can't stand. Yeah. But um, other but than in that, March, did it matter much, Karen? I mean, for AC or heat it, one way or the other, did it, it really did, matter? It did, because it got, it got cold at night. So it was, and this is the weird thing about it being a desert, because although it was like 60-ish, it was windy, so it felt a lot cooler. And so, yeah, at night you did need heat on. At least I needed heat on in the room. But, yeah, and plus I like to have the, okay, this helps me sleep. I need the fan on for that, like, white noise in the, the background. Noise, sure. And, yeah, that it was a little tricky trying to figure all that out. But, um, no, otherwise, I'm, I'm actually interested in staying down at El Cortez for a lot longer because we... We did spend a lot of time Yeah, there. we made the point to spend down there. Well, we right. had Christina at Raising Las Vegas come down. Yeah, she met us down we there. We had dinner at Seagulls and hung out a little bit at Banger Brewery. But we, And more pitch black chick. Yeah, yeah, we made the point yep. to just go, you know what? Let's just have a total El Cortez experience. And that's all we did was hang out at El Cortez. And granted, it was an afternoon, evening. evening. I mean, but it, it was wasn't. fun, yeah. man. Oh, it was we, a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, we had a blast. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I would complain about is the the... So you, you guys know that I, I'm a, a bit of a chip collector, and apparently <laughs> they had these old ass fifty cent El Cortez chips. Well, so no, so hold on. When you're sitting at the at the blackjack table, you know how they have those little, what are they typically? Those clear plastic spacers. Spacers, right? That they yeah, space. So instead of those, they had these pink fifty cent chips that they were using as spacers. But they also, because of the way they paid out, they had fifty cent pieces. And so Mark asked if he could get paid out when he hit a blackjack or whatever it was. He asked if he could get paid out with one of the pink chips, the 50-cent chips, instead of the, the actual 50-cent piece. And the dealer looked confused for a minute, and she called over the pit boss, and he's like, no, 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 those are just for spacers. They're not legit. And Mark was so aggravated was so because they had a whole bunch of these little pink 50-cent chips that he couldn't get his hands on. I was, I was like, you know I could probably get these on fucking eBay. I'm trying to give you money, and, you're, and you won't let me. You literally won't let me give you money. I believe your entire business model is based around this. <laughs> It was That's just, wild. It was funny. Was so fucking annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had but so much. But you had fun. Yes. Oh, my God. We had so much. For, so I, much that we. Uh, I'm, I'm not, looking forward to staying there for a longer period of time. El Cortese. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, on top of that, I, I'm very much considering doing a 360 Vegas winter break kind of a concept Yay. where anybody who's interested. It would be like another 360 Vegas, where it would be like, "Hey, we're gonna go hang out at the, uh, you know, at the, at the ski resort for the day, and then, hey, we're gonna hang out down on uh, Fremont or on the Strip or whatever." I mean, I haven't thought of the logistics other than, as as with most most things Vegas that we've now interjected 360 Vegas into, like, so this really, was super fun. Really, you know this what would make becomes, it more fun. Yeah, more people. More people. <laughs> this, this becomes. We had a great time. We want to go back around the same time period and do it again. And so then it was kind of like, well. Why, why don't we invite some other people to come with us? Because even, like, through we were texting and stuff with, like, uh, Chris Moore and his wife, Julie, and they're big snowboarders. Yeah. Um, so they were like, this sounds like a great idea. And the great thing about about Lee Canyon, too, is you don't have to be an experienced skier or boarder 
yeah. because they have a fabulous little bunny hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you literally, literally people who just want to try it for the first yeah. time, this is a really good place to try it, it because is. while it did have, I'll call it an advanced hill, because I would say that when I'm in shape for it, I, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty good snowboarder. I can I can handle a, a pretty good pretty good mountain. I'm not I'm not triple black diamond or any shit like that or well, doing moguls or anything. Right, you're not doing any of the jumps. Uh, yeah, or I'm tricks. also not you're, a trick. You're the downhill. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I ride fast. I carve hard. That's 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 how I ride. <laughs> so she said. <laughs> I, I, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I like to leave my dead hookers. <laughs> ride fast and carve. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah. Cody was here. <laughs> hard to imagine why I'd be such a terrible murderer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> Look what I did. Look what I did. I know. So when when we do this, and, and we are going to do this, when, when we do this, if this is something that you are interested in trying, I honestly, you, for, for those of you who are slightly advanced boarders or, or skiers or whatever, and, and beginners, Lee Canyon is that kind of mountain, man. It's a really, really cool place. I and like I said, this time it. of year, less than half of it was open. And it was still, we had a blast. Yeah. I mean, there were a good number of people there, but it wasn't overly crowded. It just, yeah, it was great. Yeah. We, we've been gushing enough. I we think have. people know we like it. So, win sells win. I foreshadowed it at the beginning of the show. I, I was wrong. And as a result, my faith in humanity is slightly less cynical. I've never been one to have a problem admitting when I'm wrong. Not only have I done it on the show, Karen will admit to it, but I'm not usually... Happily admit to it. I'm yes, not, he does it all the time. I'm not... You, fuck you. I'm not <laughs> usually this happy when I have to do it. After multiple additional reports of sexual misconduct and Steve Wynn in recent weeks, it was announced that the unfathomable has happened. Something this show said was not only the only real way justice would be served if such incidents were true, as well as something that would never happen. Steve Wynn sold all his shares in Wynn Resorts. Let me restate that. Steve Wynn no longer owns any part of Wynn Resorts. Starting on Wednesday, Wynn sold 4.1 million of his shares to the public for $180 a share. And then on Thursday, sold the remaining 8 million shares for $175 per share to two current shareholders in a private sale. However, that privacy didn't last long when it was revealed that 5.3 million of those shares went to Macau casino operator Galaxy Entertainment. So, unless this is a very impressive shell game, that means Steve Wynn, the man who molded Las Vegas into the city it is today, no longer owns a casino in it, or anywhere in the world for that matter. It's unclear if this will have any impact on the number of allegations that continue to be levied against him. I imagine not considering all the money he's now flowed. Which in recent weeks included court testimony that Steve Wynn skipped his company's mandatory sexual harassment training saying, quote, I don't need it. Not I know how to sexual harass without the training. <laughs> That's right. I'm a pro, folks. Uh, I've trust got me. This. <laughs> I've got this down pat and to the point where I haven't gotten caught or busted. I know, right? And also accusations by a Broadway dancer that she and her fellow female dancers were instructed to strip down to brawn panties for rehearsals of the non-nude resident production Showstoppers anytime Steve wanted to watch. I'm not sure if I'm more annoyed that this was an anti-Wang establishment. Oh, uh, come on. What? <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> Surely, on the advice of counsel, Steve Wynn has not made any public statement regarding the liquidation of his shares or what's next for him. In all honesty, I can't help but be concerned that the next piece of news that we're going to hear about is his death. I, I'm not saying that he's going to commit suicide or anything, but doesn't this feel, for those of you that actually pay attention to sports, Tony not included, doesn't this kind of feel <laughs> like a Joe Pa situation? Like, after the disgraced icon has a meteoric fall from grace yeah. and then dies like a week later. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope not. I, mean, that, I, that I agree. I hope not. Actually, I mean, it's fucked up that he's done all he's done. I, I, it's, it's. If he really did all this, then absolutely, he's getting exactly what he should be getting. But I mean, I don't want the fucking guy to well, die. Well, no, and I think the difference with uh, Paterno was, I, I, I don't. I, I'm actually kind of glad that he went as fast as he did, so he didn't have to live with all the crap that they were piling on him. I just hope that he didn't. Like that wasn't one of the last things he thought about. Is you know, they're blaming me for all this shit. But anyway. Yeah. Selfishly, I am annoyed that the this is inevitably going to yield at least one biography published that focuses more on the scandals of Wynn that he was involved with instead of the history behind the shit that he's that I the stuff that I really want. Like Kirk Corny just came out with, uh, they just released a book with a guy that notoriously really private, so you didn't really get to hear a whole lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I'm fucking loving that book. And that's that's kind of what I mean, foreshadowing. Hopefully, in the distant future, that you know, when Steve Wynn passes, that you finally get to hear you know some of the shit that really you know the the Mirage stories and the Bellagio stories or whatever, and less this. Shit. Or maybe maybe it's better. Maybe it's like yeah, have the scandalous bullshit fucking book over here. I'm I'm not saying that the scandals are bullshit, but the things I don't care about. <laughs> make oh, a book, you don't care about. Make we'll a book the about the things that I don't care to read about, and and then make a book about the things I do care to read about. That's not coming out the way I wanted it to sound. No, at all. it isn't. Yeah. So you know what we do care about? <laughs> Slot drink service systems. Wait, hold on, hold on. I I have to do this real quick. I did some math. Though? I mean, do you? Because yes. this really seemed like an excellent transition. It was kind of a brilliant transition, but let, let's keep the transition. Make your point uh -huh. real quick. My point. Yeah. I did the math. Yeah. So the, the shares of stock that he sold yeah. totaled $2.138 billion. It, he still took a hit, man. He I know. He was worth like That's double that. That's what I'm that. saying. It yeah. was. Yeah, he was worth double But for him to liquidate, and I mean, granted, I don't feel bad that he now has $2.138 billion. And to your point, this is not going to slow up any of the, the lawsuits or the civil action because now he's got the cash. I know. That right, yeah. Boy, I sure hope he can make it. I mean, really, if I he's going to have to, if he's going to be eating in and out burger now, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, right. I may have to start a GoFundMe page. Back to ramen noodles, <laughs> college days. Yeah. <laughs> Slot drink service is only a decade or so behind the technology-making-things-better curve. Westgate, formerly known as the Hilton and International, recently unveiled that they've installed the electronic drink ordering system in more than 600 of their slot machines. For those of you unaware, many casinos and locals markets throughout the country, including Tunica, give slot players the ability to order their drink of choice right from the slot machine instead of waiting and hoping a server notices you and ask if you'd like a drink. And if the Players Club card plugged into the machine where the drink is being requested identifies you as a premium player, premium booze options are also made available. The order radios directly to the bartender, who then informs the server where to deliver said drink to, so it's never really been clear why the Strip or Fremont and the properties near either places seem to be the last market to adopt this far superior method of drink ordering system. I mean, it doesn't, it's, I, I would argue that maybe it was the, the unions that, that fought against this, but, ding, even ding, that, ding, ding, ding. but even that doesn't make any sense because 
this doesn't eliminate the whole server tip situation. If anything, it makes it easier. It, it makes less work. You'd think that would be a pro-union concept. But so, so the reason that I think the unions don't like it is because think about the randomness of when a waitress walks by that all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I want a drink. And if you don't think about it, you just sit there and gamble and don't pay attention. I, I could see where they actually might serve fewer drinks with this system and so and, fewer and, tips. And perhaps they need fewer. My, my guess is if, if, if in a world where it was, it was the, let's just go with this analogy. In, in a world where it was the unions that did this, I, I like to, to think that they're like on it's just one step closer to the robots. Then we're going to have robots. <laughs> robots will be serving drinks, and then they don't need humans, and then where are we? <laughs> Regardless of the reason. Tony, your thoughts. Hopefully Westgate's move will be the beginning of mass adoption across the market. So I've experienced this firsthand uh, down in New Orleans. My wife and I went down there circa 2013. So it's been about five years at this point. And you ordered your drinks right from the Harrah's uh, slot machine or video poker machine terminal. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting about it was <clears throat> I made diamond while I was down there. And it was wild because the drink offerings that were available to us on the Compt page changed once our um, tier credits clicked <laughs> from the awesome. platinum to the diamond. That nice. is awesome. And all of a sudden, we're like, "Why, yes, you would like." To. I mean, because it went from, and I'm making this up on the on the yeah, fly, yeah, right? Yeah. But it was, it went from being the red brick grout rum. <laughs> Bacardi, and it went from like my middle leg vodka to <laughs> absolute, and and it would. But I'll tell you something. For what it's worth, you continue to tip the the servers when they bring you your drinks, and even without cycling through the you know the the, the little drink system, they'd walk by and, and at a minimum would say hey, do you need another? And then whatever it was that you were drinking, or yeah. they would just have it on their tray and they would just bring it to you knowing full well you're going to tip them, you know, a couple of bucks for the drink. Right, yeah. Right. I've, I've so, had a couple of those cases where you have a, a quality server that's like, you've already ordered this three times. Every time I've gone by, you're clearly going to want this again. I'm not even going to ask you. Yeah, no, like I said, right. they, they have this down in Tunica, and I, I don't know why it's taken so long. It doesn't make to, sense. To go, yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah. SLS has new owners that have been approved. Inter Vegas is reporting that Grand Sierra owners are now one step closer to officially taking over SLS this week when they were unanimously approved for a gaming license. In an interview with News 3LV, ownership said a renovation of the rooms and casino floor are in order. Confusing information considering it was reported that SLS did a complete remodel of the Sahara before it reopened in 2014. However, Considering SLS was an already established hospitality, nightlife, and dining brand before it came to Vegas, and the fact that virtually every restaurant on property is a division of SLS, it's possible the renovation is required because the current furnishings are also a part of the SLS brand. A deal to purchase the property was reportedly reached last May. However, taking over has proven to be complicated due to the number of Chinese investors in SLS via the EB-5 visa program and the citizenship they were granted for said investment. I wouldn't think that I would be... I forgot about that. Right, but I wouldn't think it would be a problem because isn't it 
the investment that gets you the visa, not the success of what you invested in. Well, no, but if, if SLS sells that investment that they've invested in, now what happens to their visas? Okay. All right. I get so that. So the angle. question becomes what is the visa tied to? Is it tied to the entity or is it tied to the name of the organization that that is, you know, so yes, they bought into quote unquote the SLS. If it's no longer the SLS, do they lose that visa or is it tied to that physical property? Right. So, so is it right. is it tied okay. into SLS Las Vegas? Is that what they were investing into? And if that's the case and they no longer have that, what happens to those versus right. if it's the bigger right. SLS company entity? Well, no, it was SLS Vegas that they were in. Okay, well, in. But, if they're getting rid of it. But then, the argument that, that, that I, and maybe this is just the cynical side of me, the way I had always viewed EB-5 was basically if you give someone in America $100,000 to help build something, you can have a visa. That's the way I kind of always well, looked yeah, at but, it. Yeah, but what they gave him the money to help build. Oh, but they gave the money. That was To me, that was the way I'd read it. Like, on, if you just give anyone $100,000 and they try to build something. But no, they wouldn't let in. that loophole. To Tony's point, if you're because that is an investment in a U.S. entity, and that's why you have a, a visa. If they no longer own that entity and the entity is sold to somebody else. I just thought that's how they were laundering the money. <laughs> oh, well, hard to argue with that logic. Right? Yeah, all right, got it. Sorry, didn't didn't realize that was where we were going. Right? Yeah, I I, I was that cynical. <laughs> did, did did you read everything from that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the Boulevard Market is going to expand. I love you so much. <laughs> Originally reported as a concept back in December, exactly what the Boulevard Market will be was. Never really clear. While not made any clearer, recent plans for the project that will renovate the former race and sports book on the second level of Cosmopolitan next to the Marquee Nightclub entrance and opposite China Pablo Poblano, Poblano just expanded. I'm sure there's a better way to say that, but I don't care. Revised plans submitted now call for the project to extend to level 1.5 and up to level 3. Previously reported by Eater Vegas to be coming to Cosmopolitan and located near the concept, it was clarified that Oregon's Lardo Pork Sandwich will actually be setting up in the Boulevard Market. No word when the project is expected to be completed. I know there was a detail in there that it was somehow a famous chef, and then I thought, no, she'll know when I just say Lardo Pork, and then I'm like, I never actually said that out loud. So, I know what... I know what lardo is, and I can imagine a lardo pork sandwich is probably pretty delicious. Okay, wow. See, I, I thought for sure I'm like, lardo pork. I'm like, for sh one, uh, at bullet point one, no way I'm saying that right, because who the fuck is going to name a sandwich lardo? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Lardo is a, a fabulous um, concentrated fat flavoring that's, yeah, actually really good. Um, yeah, I, I did read that. So, yeah, so, I mean, that, that makes sense. I don't know whose shop that is. And I'm still confused as to what the Boulevard Market is. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't really get it either. But we know it's now going to be expanding to upper and lower levels. It's not going to be like, three stories. I, I, my guess is it's, it's like an inverted food court, but high end, right? I don't know. Which, I mean, if you look at some of the restaurants up there, they kind of already have that now. I agree, but it's not inverted. So, <laughs> it's not inverted. <laughs> 
Cousin Walton's like, you know what we don't have? Inverted food court. We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, again. I mean, especially if it's a sandwich shop, right? Theory would be it wouldn't take a ton of space up, right? Okay. Great for a shop. What the hell is the Boulevard Market? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. It's an inverted food court, which means that it's a court food. So, you know, I find you guilty. <laughs> you will eat this pastrami. Oh, man. But that's the fattiest of the pork meats. Yeah, well. Hence the name, Lardo Eat Up. <laughs> In all honesty, I'm interested to see what Cosmo does because I'm a huge fan of that property, obviously. And their food offerings. They have some phenomenal food offerings. I would argue... It Uh-oh, is the best food place in, oh, in Vegas. The, the, oh. be, the best collection of oh, okay. unique food options in Vegas. Okay, yeah. yeah. Un- unique Bad. quality food options. Because there are many places that have unique ones sure. that suck ass. Sure. Right. And, and so if I think about the places that I have eaten at, at, at Cosmo. Right. So number one, <laughs> secret <laughs> pizza. Hold on. Let me rephrase this one more time. All the things I just said, but that Mark likes... Because <laughs> Mark's like a twelve-year-old boy. What? So <laughs> better. And 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 he's like a sixteen-year-old t- now. And it is kind of like finding a unicorn when you can find that collection of fancy places <laughs> that are simultaneously scary and then I end up liking all in the same place. That is kind of like a unicorn. So yeah. So if I think about obviously where we've eaten that we've liked, you know, Secret Pizza right off the bat, STK. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty in Essex, yep. I loved, and I think you enjoyed a lot of what you had there too. Yeah, Holstein's. Yep. I did get a taco from that Mexican Chinese hybrid place. I forget what the name of it oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, China that was actually really good. Was, was it good? Yeah. Yeah. What was Isn't that? Is that the Chinese Mexican joint, China Poblano? Is it China Poblano? I think I, it is because Poblano know. is is a is a Mexican uh, chili pepper. Yep. Yeah, maybe that is the name of it, I, and it's a weird mashup to have Chinese and and. Mexican sure. in the same right, place, right. but yeah, but I, I I did get two tacos there that were really good. They're very unique, and you would Mark, you would have hated them, yeah. but they were good. And <laughs> then I, mean, I we haven't tried Exlet yet, but I've not heard Ugh. anything negative about it I, I outside of love it. I want to love everything about it. It's breakfast. It's got a dirty breakfast name, right? Yeah, like I still just it's just the so lines. Underwhelmed. The lines is really the only reason right. why we That's haven't we tried have it. it. Yeah, and. I hate to say this, so I saw, and I know you hate this guy, but Andrew Zimmern has a new series out called The Zimmern List, where his favorite cities he goes to and all his favorite places. And in L.A., one of the three spots that he featured was the original Egg Slut location in the market. Not the original, because the original was a food truck. But anyway, he showed the, um, I forget what it was called, but it's the mashed potatoes in the jar with an egg on top that they, that they then, you know, poach all together. And, oh, my God, it looks so good. I must try that. I, I we, we have to at some point. I'll tell you what, Karen. I will I will accompany you if you can wait until you know like noon to wake up and oh well yeah <laughs> eat. I'll yeah. go with you. So. Oh no, and that I can eat any any day. So all right, we'll oh, okay. we'll try that. But no, so I agree. I think Cosmo has a lot of really great food options. They also have some other ones. Oh, and they have that. Um, oh God, who's the Greek chef that has the the restaurant that does the small intimate table. Uh, dinner seatings Christina got at Valentine's Day reservation there. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. It's like world-famous, global, high-end. Oh, it's it, But it's also super expensive, right? Like, is it oh, yeah. $300 a person? Well, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Any, anytime you you hear these these 
tiny plates with oh, it's the like chef a chef's there, table. It's and a they're chef, like yeah. sixteen fucking courses. Like, yeah, you're 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 dropping. At least but literally, $300. they don't seat more than I don't think it's more than ten people. Like when they, when he cooks a meal, it's ten people, and he's there cooking for you with all of this. And I can't remember the guy's name; it's gonna drive me crazy. Um, but yeah. I would just be such a dick. Like, you're proud of yourself. Oh, yeah, I would you're proud of yourself. Oh, people. I would be such yeah. a fucking. Oh, dick. I wouldn't invite you because number one, you wouldn't that's eat smart, half of this yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, well, no, Alistair. that's why you should be like, mm, no. I get twice as much. No, because trust me, sixteen courses. It sounds like little bitty bites, but it's more than enough. I would take Alistair. Yeah. Uh, I think that's actually how I, I know about it is I think Alistair mentioned it to me. And the oh, like, yeah. Oh. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he's been there before, but yeah. Right. All right, all right. We should move on. Talk to me about the Monte Carlo forward slash Park MGM opens a new sports bar. That's the new name. <laughs> They're like, we just can't decide. We're just going to go with the forward slash, but you have to say it. We're going to be real dicks about this. <laughs> So Monte Carlo has unveiled its new sports bar and book named Moneyline, located at the front of the property near Divino and Dragon Noodle. Longtime listeners of the show will recognize that that is the name of the sports gambling segment that hasn't had a new episode in a few years. Oh, uh, yeah. My desire Wait, to what s- is? Oh, Moneyline. Moneyline, Moneyline yeah. yeah. My desire to send Jim Murin a cease and desist order is very <laughs> great right now until I'm reminded that it will require effort. And also waste a lot of time and money for the sake of an inside joke that basically I would only get. Well, and especially if you haven't used it in several years, you probably I know, have a hard I know, time. I, and I know there's so much logic that makes me go, oh, it's it's Jim Urine that I want to fuck with, but even I can't argue like, well, yeah, I would have I would have easily lost the rights to this name. It's been so long. But just to be able to have a cease and desist that you sent to Jim Jim Murr and, and have it framed. Only that would yeah, been yeah I, and, and that would be the trick. It would have to be like notarized. Like, like I would I would require that he acknowledge that he received it <laughs> with his signature on the bottom. Exactly. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> No word if it, if the it will actually be any good, but the menu shared by Eater of Vegas looks pretty appealing. Uh, we will have a link on the blog and also on the Enhanced Podcast. One of the things I like the way that they they categorize their stuff is they had they had an entire section by the pound, so you could get a pound of chicken wings for this amount of money, or you oh get a God. pound. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. I'll have three pounds of chicken wings. Sure, because let's be honest, who has any fucking clue how many pounds of, I, or I, portions I of a pound I of do. chicken wings? I, I, you do. Of course I you do, do Karen. Of course, because yeah. my name's Karen. Yeah. I know. <laughs> if I don't carry around a little scale in my purse so I can weigh everything out, it won't fit into my fitness pal. Otherwise, how do I know? <laughs> Eat a fucking sandwich, you skinny bitch. <laughs> I'm with you, Tony. I, I, you could, you could put 20 wings in front of me, and be like, going, that weighs half an ounce. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't, I guess. Wait a minute, why is my drink heavier than that? Don't worry about I was it. Say, Fo- if you th- you food's a different weight. No, no. So you know how much a 16 ounce beer weighs, right? You can figure out how much a pound of something is. I, 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 I like it. I, I, I like pound ordering. <laughs> I am surrounded by men. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna and say the first to time that. Said that so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love what a general duh statement, and at yeah. the same time, it's like. No. Yeah, yeah you that's are. why. Yeah. That's that's totally why. Okay. <laughs> How did I forget? All right. And finally, not a bit too soon. 
Uh, Vegas drivers are apparently uniting over a stupid cause. This made me so happy when I read it. In the cab driver's equivalent of Jonestown, a group called Vegas Drivers Unite are organizing a group suicide to display their dissatisfaction with ride sharing. It's not actually going to kill themselves, but kill their industry. The plan is to boycott certain Vegas properties for promoting ride-sharing companies, claiming doing so is a message from said properties that cabs are not valued. No word what they think the message being sent by the signage advertising the cab stands or their premium location in the Porcature, Vegas properties says. While the specific properties they will be targeting have yet to be announced, April 6th is the planned date in which they will help demonstrate not only how unnecessary they are at this point, but also to introduce guests to the vastly superior ride-sharing experience, something it can be presumed they are unaware of if they're still using cabs. This honestly sounds like something Uber and Lyft organized to trick cab companies who are so clearly out of touch that they're dumb enough to believe this demonstration will do anything other then accelerate their own extinction once people are forced to experience what it's like to get a cab in Vegas and not be ripped off once they reach their their destination. I am thrilled. Hopefully it also means that the Uber and Lyft pickup zones will now take over the premium real estate that the cab stands currently have instead of having to right. navigate through all the vehicles. Yeah. The I it's almost like if you want to ride share, you have to be Frogger. That's how it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so the one at Mirage that's out in the middle of, of that is, traffic, yeah. that one's scary. Yeah, that to me, if if there is, in this imagination that I have, that, that a union somehow controls a property, it's clearly that one. Because we're like going, we're going to make it death defined to get to this fucking ride sharing <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's, that's, you want your ride sharing? Good luck. Good luck. It reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer gets this really dank, gross hot dog at, from Apu. And as he's walking out of the Quickie Mart, Apu goes, if you live, please come again. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> the exact same way. Hey, if you live to take a uh, Uber away from here, please come back. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I, I just, it, it was one of those things, I almost thought it was a joke when I first read it. I'm like, come on. So just to be clear, for the folks that are listening that might be in Vegas at that time, the date that the cabbies are, are threatening to, to boycott is on April 6th. April 6th, yes. Okay. So just well, report back. Let us know. Yeah, I'd love to hear if this impacts anybody at all. I doubt it will. I, I think it's going to impact the shit out of Uber and Lyft. <laughs> I think they're going to yeah. be very, and yeah. I'm sure that Uber and Lyft are telling their drivers, all right, if you want to make money, Today's yeah, day make because available. well and especially because the Uber and Lyft will charge premiums premiums yeah when there's a high and demand. still not even as much as a cab right. fucks you over right but they'll they'll charge premiums and the drivers will make more if it's a high demand high peak period yep, yep. which April 6th is now going to be in I Vegas right, so you know they're gonna have ev- anybody and anybody that works for Uber and Lyft is gonna be like oh money day yeah. It, it's just, it's, oh, it's going to be hilarious. And, and and older folks who are not familiar with, with some of the, the conveniences of using your smart device will now get to feel cool. Like, look what we just did. We ordered a service from our phones. The kids are- <laughs> We did something called Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and while it was really more about me, 
I made it about you. <laughs> no, it's I I'm you later. This is awesome. Yeah. Um all right, well I guess that's gonna do it for um news. Let's move into prop bets. Now for those of you that are unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Hakkasan has announced plans to open their first boutique hotel in 2020. Despite several restaurants and nightclubs in Vegas, Hakkasan says the city isn't on the list of potential places to open the hotel due to the high cost of strip property. Now, let's be clear, Hakkasan currently has 60, that's a 6-0, 60 venues throughout the world and plans to increase that to 100 by 2020. That's just a That's fun name to say. Hakkasan? Hakkasan. Yeah. All right. Eater Vegas is reporting that Joe's Seafood, Prime Steak, and Stone Crab intends to build a second-story addition as well as an outdoor patio, increasing the restaurant's overall footprint by 5,000 square feet. Joe's issued a statement saying that the project is not confirmed. However, they submitted a design review on March 13th. Dumb question. Yeah, no, it isn't. I, dumb writing is what it was. Uh, I forgot to mention that this is in Caesar's Forum Shops. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it's actually right and out. The, the only reason you know that is because I asked you earlier. I'm like, where the hell is Joe's? And you're well, like, no, it's in the writing. I'm no, like, that isn't no. the only fucking reason no, that I know that. I know it because I fucking wrote it. The reason I know that you were about to call me out on it is because you called me out on, on it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this is right, really good outside right outside. where, uh, Like, you know where they had that giant fountain and then they have that, like, that little Mexican place that's yeah. just outside? It's right there. Right there. Really? Yeah. You can access it from the outside? Well, you can't right now. You will be able to when they're done with the renovation. Behind the Mexican place? I believe it is behind. I can't I can't be certain. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Tickets for the Las Vegas monorail can now be purchased using an Android phone and Google Pay, both online or at the gate. The move is being talked up as a big partnership, but anyone who is familiar with mobile pay options like Apple Pay, Google Pay, and the likes... Know that if a vendor has a credit card terminal that has the ability to accept one of these forms of payment, they have the ability to accept all similar forms of payment, so exclusion of any versions continues to be a puzzling trend. Sedell's all-day Jewish deli will take over the space currently home to Cafe Bellagio this December. In preparation for the required renovations, Cafe Bellagio will close in August. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask potentially a dumb question. What the difference between a deli is and a Jewish deli? I would have I no think, idea outside of the word. I think Eric Rosenthal would <laughs> certainly be able to tell you if it's because I mean, first of all, he's very proudly Jewish, and I'm not. This is not me trying to be funny or be offensive. <laughs> what? <This> sounds funny. <laughs> funny. He's very proudly Jewish. I know. Like Mark, you, is a Mark Jewish. you are incredibly racist, and he's no, very no, no. proudly Jewish. Like, I know all right. a fair number of self loathing Jews so it's, it's <laughs> fair no, enough it's, fair enough <laughs> but I, I yeah I don't I don't know the difference but I would assume again I'm not trying to be insensitive I assume there's there's a lot of aspects of what's kosher yeah and oh and is that that's, is that, that's okay. the difference so yeah I, I think the difference between a regular deli you can get any kind of lunch meat versus and a again, Jewish deli what is, is it has what to is, be kosher what is kosher I'm not the best person to answer this okay, but give it, me has a to, it has to do with the way that the the meats are um, cooked and or killed, cooked, and processed. It has to be done within a certain close, way. Karen. I think, and trust me, I, I have no doubt Eric and or a lot of our fellow <laughs> Somebody will uh, reply Jewish, and tell uh, us. <laughs> yeah, listeners will tell us. It has a lot to do with um, things are not supposed to be, quote, unquote, contaminated. So if you're going to deal with any hooved uh, animals like cows or pig, yeah. it 
what you what you put on that area can't be quote unquote soiled with you know the the hooved animal but again i'm hey guys i'm catholic so i take my rosary <laughs> i go to confession and then i play bingo so don't i i'm not judging i just i i know my own idiot. oh and i like to touch altar boys have i told you guys by the way that oh, you're altar boy okay. growing up in in this is not a joke this is a hundred percent actual Uh-oh. truthful <laughs> statement i was an altar boy for like six years and not once did a priest ever come diddle me. Do you want to know what that does to my self-esteem? What is so wrong with this little fat kid that you don't want? I'm, like, I'm the low-hanging I'm adorable. Fruit. I'm Why cute. aren't you? The low-hanging and nothing? <laughs> the low-hanging fruit. Oh, my God. I was going to go with the your adorable angle. I was uh, the, the low-hanging fruit. The cute fruit, little that's... cherub-type face that just <laughs> should have been what just attracted them the to you. The fat kid's not going to say anything. Oh. He's like, I finally got some attention. Right. <laughs> it reminds me of the Always Sunny when uh, when when one of the characters is irritated that that the school principal doesn't hit on him and he and he starts to go back years later and he's got like short shorts on and he's kind of hanging out by him. Like, yeah. No. No. I just I pulled like my muscle like my inner thigh right here, right here, coach. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, all right. Well, speaking of. Um, let's move on to the next story, oh, which is... Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, great Whoa, transition, Karen. Speaking of... <laughs> great transition, Karen. That one is mine, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, I just want to make sure, because all of a sudden you guys are like, oh, great, good. And I'm like, wait, is that not mine? All right, Ricky Martin was forced to cancel his March 18th and 20th shows at the Park Theater at Monte Carlo after sustaining an injury to one of his legs during a performance in the venue. We don't know which leg. He returned to performing on Wednesday, March 21st. Why is that noteworthy? <laughs> We don't know which leg, like, on, because if it's the left, it's bullshit. Because he's got three. <laughs> uh, he's got three legs. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's I where Scott that was... was going yeah. on his Vital Vegas post. And so the worst part is, is I actually didn't. Ind- I, I feel like such a sucker. I got clickbaited by Scott. <laughs> 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 I did an independent search. I'm like, Ricky Martin, leg injury. And they're like, no, he, he really did just, like, you know, walk into a riser or something. He's like, "Oh my Ooh. shin!" So he wanted he wanted a break, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys watched? It's over now, but did you guys watch the um, American Crime Story: The Assassination of Johnny Versace? No, no we didn't. It was outstanding, and the only relevance to this conversation was Ricky Martin, uh, Ricky Martin played. Yeah, he played Johnny Versace's oh, really? um, longtime boyfriend. Yeah. And it was it was outstanding. Here's another thing I'm going to tip Mark you off to specifically is a podcast called Disgrace Land. Yeah. And it's about famous people who got away with murder. And one of them was about uh um shit. I knew the minute I got into the store I was gonna forget the guy's name. Uh Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently hated, and I mean loathed. Elvis Presley, he believed he truly was the uh, king of rock and roll and would take very public shots at Elvis Presley in the media about how he was the actual king of rock and roll, not that Elvis fat guy. It was just, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's, it is outstanding. And and he apparently killed a couple of his wives, but you know, back in the 70s. And in the South. yeah, people look the other way when you did that. Well, but he also thing, married so. like his thirteen. I know, cousin, right? Didn't like he? I like right. to I like to imagine in every single press conference that he's like going, "I'm the real king of rock and roll, not that fat Elvis." Like, 
Then you marry your 13-year-old cousin, like, shut up! I said I'm the King Ron! Like, I just imagine I got shut down real quick. So, Interesting. there you go. Okay. All right, the good news. The kitchen at Atomic is now open for brunch on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. The bad news, it will feature live jazz music during said brunches. Oh, jeez. You know, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not knocking jazz, but what I am knocking is, and they do this in Tunica, and it fucking drives us insane. They have live bands, and I'm not, and there's nothing wrong with the bands. And they might not be bad, but, but the problem is, the uh, the the bar where they have the the band that that, that ends up playing is right next to the blackjack tables, uh, or, or right next to the, basically the whole whatever table game area. that we want to play. It might be video poker, it might be blackjack, or whatever, and it is so it, fucking loud. It becomes imp- like you you have now entered a concert, and you have to scream at one another to be able to. T- it just completely yeah. ruins the atmosphere. It's just, all right. Hold on. Hang on. Wait a sec. I don't. I've been to Atomic Liquor before. But is this not the same thing? No, no, no. This well, it, it is, but it isn't. The, uh, the the kitchen at Atomic is located next door to Atomic Liquors, and the building that actually once stood in as the mafia business front in the movie Casino when they said back in Chicago at the at the no shit yeah yeah it's that building no shit yeah mind blown dude <laughs> versus I'm just sitting here going okay and. But yeah, uh, she is fighting me on this movie because of the violence, and I'm like, uh, you know what? I, I no, it's not because of the violence. It's because it's mobsters and Joe Pesci's in it. Yeah, but it's Vegas. Vegas trumps it. Oh, in yeah. a bad way. Sharon, and it's Sharon Stone. Such a good movie. And Sharon Stone. Possibly the only movie she's ever been attractive in. Anyway. Yeah. Well, no. So keep going. I mean, you've got. So you're no. telling me it's not because I've been to Atomic Liquor before. Yeah. But to the best of my recollection, and it's I'll, I'll concede it's been a few years, but. What is this atomic versus atomic liquor? And where is there was? Let me put it this way, guys. There was literally zero gaming opportunity when Jen and I were there three or four years ago. From my understanding, it still doesn't have any gaming. But they basically bought the structure next to it. Uh, well, it's new owners, by the way. So new owners bought the structure next to it, and now it's just the restaurant. So there's it's just an extension of their. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even a hundred percent sure. I I'm pretty sure. But I'm not 100% sure that you actually sit in that place. It may literally just be the kitchen. Hmm. All right. All right. Good enough. Tesla is relocating its dealership to Las Vegas to Sahara Avenue, 10 to 15 minutes west of the SLS. Now, frontdesktip.com, and just the tip, reports that the location (laughs) will not only sell cars, but other Tesla energy products like rechargeable batteries and solar energy roof tiles. Thank God. I mean, let's be honest. We've all been looking for that. Especially in Vegas. Those are kind of a necessity. Uh, Right. Can't wait to carry that as an overhead. Does that count as an overhead? Uh, So those interested in a test drive of a Tesla vehicle must make an appointment online at, grab your pens, kids, it's tesla.com. It does kind of make sense. Like to me, like I've always thought about when when Karen and I first moved to Chicago. I, I as a kid growing up, I don't, I don't know why, but for our, our Lamborghinis were, were my thing. And Vegas, or not Vegas, uh, Chicago has a Lamborghini dealership. I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. We go to a Lamborghini dealership. I'm like, there's almost no way that they would let me take a <laughs> test drive of that. Like it would almost be like, sir, sir, you're gonna have to bring your W two in before you're even allowed to touch one of these vehicles. <laughs> And a million dollars worth of insurance. Right, exactly. (laughs) So I've actually been in a Tesla, uh, one of their SUVs. Yeah? Yeah. 
Holy shit is all I have to say. Right? Like Thomas Edison. What a fucking cunt, right? <laughs> well, no. So I didn't I didn't get to drive it, but just sitting in this thing, like literally the seats automatically adjust. The doors automatically open and lock. That the entire central center console is a touchscreen. Like like it, uh, it, I've never and when when you hit when they hit the gas, that car goes. So, like no tomorrow. so for the record, Tesla. For the record, the, the, Doc Browns <laughs> are the exact same thing. Does a Tesla send you in the future 88 miles an hour, Karen? No. So you know what? No, but that's okay because getting back from the past or the future sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And dry, riding in a Tesla is so super yeah. comfy. That sounds, that sounds like six <laughs> hours of a pain in the ass. Like, like oh. I'm going to go to the future and then back and then all this stuff. No. Yeah, that joke fell All that, I'm saying is that. It was entertaining. I, I haven't driven one. I would love to. I was just shocked the fact that I actually got to sit in one and ride in it, and I was just like, okay. Well, and I was asking him about, uh, so, so the guy that owned it, somehow we were talking about, he's like, ah, this, it's not Lincoln syncing with my phone right, and I'll have to have them come back out. And I'm like, what do you mean come back out? I'm like, don't you have to, like, take it back into the dealer? He's like, oh, no, you call them. They come to your house. Well, I, Karen, when I buy a car for a, ha- a quarter million dollars. I know. Yeah, it, it's They're literally actually. I think Lamborghini does that kind of shit Troy too. Troy Vern better live in my trunk. It's, and he just jumped out and fixes it. It it's just I I will say this I always Is he an Tesla makes Tesla mechanic. Tesla makes some pretty cars. Nobody's doing that. And, for the, and I'm getting for, it. For the record, Nikola Tesla isn't the guy behind Tesla. It's, no, it's Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. But here's here's why I mentioned that. Vegas lovers, do you not? dream that someone like Elon Musk buys the Stardust name and creates Stardust the way Elon Musk has recreated the name Tesla. Tesla. Talk about a testament to a guy that got fucked by a a guy that literally just railroaded him by by a, a bunch of bullshit negative propaganda that that From his Edison. Yeah, that his You're technology original Tesla versus yes, Edison. Yeah, no, I'm yes. sorry, yeah. That, that that his original technology was dangerous. So much that he fucking murdered a goddamn elephant to prove the point. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I'm yeah. just saying the cars are really cool. I, I, and I am also celebrating that just in a very different way, which apparently <laughs> needed to be properly uh, explained okay. because I was jumping all over the place. <laughs> yes, I was trying to keep you back in. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. So plans to move forward with expanding the Las Vegas monorail down to Mandalay Bay seem to be undeterred by reports that ridership has declined for the second year in a row on its existing route. The convenience of ride sharing is being identified as the cause. <laughs> or, or the reason everything is better. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Celine Dion canceled 14 shows of her residency at Caesars Palace starting March 27th through April 18th so that she can undergo surgery to address an ear infection. The artist has been treating the condition with eardrops for years, however, that is no longer effective. And as a side note, her uh, doctor has been shooting jism into her ear and saying this is going to solve it, I promise. Oh, son of a bitch. I know. (laughs) It's called an ear infection. Oh my god. He was waiting. He wrote that one before. He's like, I can't wait to say that. He's so proud of himself. (laughs) 
You know, and here's what's funny is I saw this article today and I thought, oh, I should send that to Mark. And I'm like, you know, he's seen it. Why Why even bother? I People used to have be seen this. such a... De- <laughs> I know. I'd send him something. Oh, I saw this thing about Vegas. He goes like, yeah. Man behind the, I know. Yeah. Man behind the curtain. I was such a fucking cunt when it came to any... When this show first started, for, I was... De- I mean, not that I still... Oh, you still are. But yeah, not, it's fine. But I, well, I wasn't going to say a cunt, but I was going to say very diligent in my research. <laughs> Uh, I, I you would have a lot of people a who were trying to be friendly. Yeah. And hey, like, did you hear hey, this? Hey, why did you hear about this? I'm like, it's adorable that you think I haven't already read three articles about this. I but know. thank you for forwarding one I already read. Yeah. So I did. I, was I intentionally didn't send prick. it over because I was like, no, he's already seen it. I was such and a prick. And here it is in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just hold on to those, Karen. And then when it's not a part of the show. I wait until I can drop it in the middle of the news section, be like, and something Mark didn't think was relevant. (laughs) Exactly. Well, so wait, so hold on. And wow, something noticeably absent in the show notes this week. So, so Tony, you said you like to do that and hold on to it so when he misses, but I don't ever recall you actually dropping that in the middle of a show. So my guess is... I will never make my co-worker look bad. co host uh-huh. look bad <laughs> right <laughs> i'm just saying you say you're hanging on to it and for that time that you can drop it in and i'm guessing you just haven't had that opportunity yet because mark's on his shit nice. you know what karen <laughs> <laughs> i would there's, pick him as well there, that's right there's there no way that i can no, know there's no the way devil you know versus the one that you there knows. is no way that i could let you go after so many weeks off without calling you up <laughs> as much as i love you tony you See, know I, I do i thought for sure and, and, and to your point <laughs> If this were three weeks from now, your response would have been like, that's because he just ed- he edits it out. Yeah, that's, that's why listeners never hear. He just edits it out. <laughs> oh, what happens in three weeks from now? Marty McFly. It, you, you would then be here for three weeks as opposed to be being gone for six weeks. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Gotcha. B- b- back to things as usual. I went to Reno while, uh, while I was gone. Did you really? No, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I took Jen out for her birthday. You I did, really? yeah. I and uh, we almost bought you a, Mark specifically, we almost bought you a t-shirt that uh, was awesome. I did, I did not get the reference. It had something to do with uh, three black diamonds on the t-shirt and <laughs> something. It's a good story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just took from that story that I'm offended you didn't think of buying me a t-shirt. Never mind that you didn't actually buy him one, but you thought about oh, buying him one. No, no, no. Not me. I one. did buy. I hang on. I'm not done with my story. Oh, I okay. did buy you a T-shirt. You did. But I, I did. Except I cut the chest part out. <laughs> so you're gonna have to put it on to make sure that it fits. I mean, like I need to make sure because I'm gonna be embarrassed. I'll, I'll take it back if it doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> so you must not know me very well because there's no need to cut a chest out of any T-shirt oh, for me. That so. I disagree. I, I mean, listen, I'll tell you when you're making a mountain out of molehills, Karen. Well, that's what but you're doing instance, right now. So, because <laughs> we need to move on. No, I, I disagree. I, I think we're in the. She sent a text message asking if she could come here, but she must not be paying attention to her phone. So I will let her interrupt at some point later on in the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Coming 
Upcoming Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First will be the Pearl Palm announced that the first resident headliner at the review will be Blink One. Oh, Jesus, this is a lot of. <laughs> Jesus. Back it up. Back it up. Yeah. So at the venue, it's going to be. So here's the story Blink 182. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. Go ahead and search iTunes music real quick. Type in Blink 182. Okay. Okay. Now you remember them? All right. Here we go. <laughs> they're going to commit to 16 performances, and let's be honest, they're going to get three of them out. Starting Memorial Day weekend, May uh, 26th and 27th. Remember that 27th is my birthday. Uh, followed by consecutive weekends, not really, in June <laughs> or October, not really, in November, not at all. Shows start at 9 p.m. and tickets started allegedly $60. You know what's funny is I, I would love to be like, oh, Tony Food. You know that the lead singer isn't the lead singer anymore. What? They've replaced the lead singer. Oh, so, no. Which is what's interesting about this is and this has well, happened and before. The we, is we've there seen were actually this, two people in that band that sang. We, we've seen this before where a, lead, uh, where a band has, and it's usually because their lead singer's dead or, or in or like sticks. Or drugged up or right, something. Right, something yeah. like that. But it's usually a much larger band. This is a three piece band. Yeah. And one of the two lead singers has been replaced, the primary one. Well, like I said, there's there's two people that sing in that, so I, I that's but it, interesting. Yeah, just not nearly as much. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just I thought it was fascinating that a three-piece band replaced one, one of, of the members. Yeah, one of one of the the key that members. Sings, yeah. yeah, yeah, that same right exactly the the voice of the band. So wait, so okay, my favorite song by that band is um, "I Miss You." So the one that they replaced is the, it the the, the guy that sings? Is still there. So the guy that has the bass voice is still there. It's the guy that has the higher voice. Right, the yeah. Okay. The guy that, that you would most likely say is the lead singer okay. of Blink-182. He's curious. the guy that got replaced. Interesting. All right. Moving on to a concert that actually I would find very interesting. The Los Rages Music Festival featuring A Perfect Circle, Five Finger Death Punch, Judas Priest, In This Moment, and more are performing at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center on Friday and Saturday, April 20th and 21st. Shows start at 5.30 p.m. Tickets start at $127. Something I think is equally interesting, the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Orchestra performing music from iconic artists like Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, and Aerosmith with a 30-piece setup are performing at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center April 28th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I agree that does sound That'd be wicked. (laughs) Yeah. Godsmack and Shinedown are performing at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center Friday, August 3rd. Shows uh, start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. And this is one that I think Tony will appreciate. Oh, my God. Excited <laughs> Tony's like, I know, The last two that I was Finally. like, oh, I'm excited. Mark's excited. <laughs> Tony says nothing. Now it's like, okay, if, this one's for Tony. If we were podcasting, I'd have to go into the ocean right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lost 80s Live featuring a flock of seagulls, Wang Chung, missing persons, and more are performing at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center on Saturday, September 8th. Shows start at 5.30 p.m. Tickets start at $23. This is going to sound like I'm being negative about it, but I'm, I'm honestly interested. So we, we all know the majority of these bands had, well, like, they had one major hit. And they usually I don't know had, who Missing Person They is. usually had a follow-up single that, that, that at least got some radio plays. So here's what I'm most interested in is 
do they literally come on for just those two songs? Do they do like four songs and like like here's two you've heard and here's two we just want to do because fuck you you know we're we're, we're trying to come back with another record right like I, <laughs> I I would I would I mean it's only twenty three dollars but I would literally go to this just so I understood how that worked like like did they, do they come on and be like on you know, like, hey, what, ladies and gentlemen, Flock of Seagulls. They sing their song and they go, all right, that was Flock of Seagulls. So, but here's the thing. So, we, okay, we assume that there's a song. Can you name the song that Flock of Seagulls is known for? I ran. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, it was it, funny I, we should, because I was just podcasting about this with uh, Vice Lounge Online. Flock of Seagulls was um, the one about, and I will, and I'll walk. I ran. To, so I ran. The name of the yeah, song I is ran, I ran. Yeah, that's it. I ran and I ran. <laughs> I and ran I ran so, so far, far away. away. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, right? There There's a it. lot of listeners that realize I immediately said I ran. And then you guys were like, no, 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 wait, no it's just one song. I like, didn't say it. Tony did because Tony was focused. Okay. And lastly, a band that I seemingly only seem to give a shit about. Well, I guess I guess that can't be true because they're touring still. But Bush is performing at M Resort Saturday, June 2nd. 20, I was like, second? <laughs> Not the 20 seconds. Just Not the 20 seconds, just a second. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $36. I love the band Bush. I fucking love Gav- Gavin Rossdale. I know, I know I his, his monotone. I, I think he's monotone. Yeah. He, he and um, the lead singer Coldplay, Chris Martin, I can't, they're so monotone. See, their voices don't like, need to sleep. I don't like Coldplay, but I don't, there's something about Bush I, I absolutely love. Well, I also, I I also don't the... like him because he fucked around on Gwen Stefani, and how dare Okay, you? but you didn't like him before then. Well, that's true, but I just give me more reasons and, and, like and, and I, I can agree with you, but in a completely different angle there. I don't like that he fucked around on Gwen Stefani because then she got all gross with that fucking country music guy on television. I'm like going... Ew. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ew. Right. Like Ew. get a fuck Sheldon dude. Yeah. yeah. It's like you and and I'm not saying he's gross or she's gross. I'm just saying you're fucking adults and millionaires. Get a room and just fuck. We don't need to see it like you're fucking 15-year-olds dry humping each other on a goddamn couch. Well, apparently they're still together, which is also kind of creepy. Well, but I don't, the fact that I he don't was care. still married at the time and his divorce wasn't final yet either made it even worse. Well, I I it's the dry humping. I had an issue with in public. All right? If 15-year-olds want to put dry humping on youporn.com. Just let me know what the tag on <laughs> is. I, mean, I, I can hashtag. It's fine. No judging. No judging. <laughs> well, all right. Well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and any of the artists that we report on our coming attractions calendar that are on the blog. Do you want me just to just roll into closing then? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, listen, I guess. <laughs> or or you just go into like, let's check the river. Well, there is no well, river. it's going to be it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> the river is dry. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's going to do it for episode number 262. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates such as Amazon.com, Earth Limos, or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. You can buy merchandise from our store, which is Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. Get premium and exclusive content at Patreon.com slash 360Vegas. And if you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360Vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, 
We have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. You, you did very well with that, Tony, considering it's been a couple weeks. That's a lot to read through. I appreciate At the end that. of the show. I, I You did great. It's weird because I've got a fair amount of uh, Bacardi Oak Heart rum as well as Dad's Hat Rye whiskey <laughs> rolling through my system. So I just, you know, I chalk it up to I'm so excited to be back and be a part of the show. And, and, and I'll say this to both you and Mark as well as to our listeners. I have no intention of being gone between now and uh, 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Yay. So I have good news and bad news. <laughs> and it's the same. I'm here, assholes. <laughs> so I'm going to embarrass myself in so many ways between now and then. Oh, oh man. it's not embarrassing. It, it's fantastic it's, it, is love, what it is. Don't judge you, whatever it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Tony, when people want more, where can they find you? I'm at 360Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.